Hello, welcome to my podcast today, and I'm so glad you're with me today. Welcome, Heavenly Royalty, today. So today, I want to reintroduce my podcast. As you know, or you don't know yet, I um, started this podcast mainly because of my family or our families then and I figured maybe somebody else um, out there can benefit you know from what my family shares or you know shares on a daily basis in this life what we contribute and what we receive you know in this whole universe first of all disclaimer Today we had snow, the real snow, for this year, 2023, and, um, you know, it's kind of cold. So I do not deal, you know, I don't want to get sick out here. So I am bundled up real well. Don't worry about me. I'm great. I hope you are wonderful. God is keeping you safe and sound and healthy. Again, my name is... um, Pastor Nantume, or Pastor NKDR, Nantume Sovereign, DPSC, and, you know, summer titles, but I leave them there for a reason, because they will give you an idea to who I am and my journey in life, and I feel at this time of my life, it's about time for me to share, and so somebody else may be, um, you know, may receive, may be, you know, blessed, and also God mainly to be glorified in this. So my podcast is um, based on God's word mainly, and you hear me referencing to it, but um, we relate um, or and we relate to the word of God we relate the word of God to our lives and we incorporate the two and we see the direction of life. So today, that's what we are talking about. So the title today is, Is Your Household a Household with Proverbs 22.6 Offsprings? That's Proverbs in the Bible. Chapter 22 and verse 6. Offsprings. Do you have your offsprings in your household where you can say, Mine are Proverbs 22 6? You know you've done a great job. Let me read there in the Bible so you can know what I'm talking about. So Proverbs 22, that's the chapter, verse 6, says, Start your offsprings off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Some specify or make it specific that start your offsprings on the word of God or off on the word of God and that way they may you know 
they may not deter from it or they may um, grow with it in life. So I'm not reading another version. I've read one version. So that's what it says. And, um, and when God gives us that direction, law, kind of, you know, an, a way of us to remember that we have to teach our offspring the way of the Lord so that they may grow that way or the way that we want them to grow. Some, you know, families consider other things more than anything else. But the Bible says, God is the beginning of knowledge. When you put the two together, why would you teach them anything else rather than the fear of God, the knowledge of God, so they may grow that way? Okay. So, as you can see, this can ooh, go on, but around it, we have two verses, one before that, which is five, and another one after that, which is seven. I'm going to read them. You see why God really gives us this um, instruction to help us grow our offspring, or even to help us grow as offsprings. For, you know, in the homes that we grew up in, the way we grew up, the things that were really good for us, we shouldn't deter from them. We shouldn't, you know, forget them. We should carry them on or even just make them better, much better. Okay, so five says, again, Proverbs 22, five, and then I'll read seven as well. In the path of the wicked are snares, and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far from them. Right? So when you have taught your offsprings, when we are taught the way of God, we don't look any other way because the way of God is righteous. The way of God is knowledge, is wisdom, is light, is life. So why would anybody deter from that? And most people who do otherwise, um, you know, in some way, they have a whole lot, actually. Not even in some ways, but more in most cases, even a whole lot of ways, they have walked away from the Word of God or they don't even have it concrete in their lives. So they struggle to find the balance what it is that they should do okay hallelujah so seven says the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a is slave to the lender when you know that you don't have sometimes some people have two choices or even three you may stay put and be confident that you're going to get. You may be fearful and be scared and anxious and worry throughout. Or you may actually, you know, work hard to get it. There is a fourth one. Or you might say, you know what, I'm going to get somebody to lend me and I will give them later. 
So actually four options I hadn't thought so much about them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the good, that's the grace of Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. So in Jesus' name. So being that we have all these options, you have to know the right way to go. When one thinks I'm gonna take the last one and go borrow, then they become even much more miserable being a slave to somebody else. It's not good to be a slave to somebody because you're going to be on your toes to satisfy the slave master or whoever mastered you in not in having more and you having less and running to them and borrowing. So God gives you alternatives, you know, to use, not to worry, not to, you know, jump hoops to decisions that are going to dig a deeper hole for you. Now, that being said, I know we all have our homes. Some, you know, you can determine whether yours is better than your neighbor's. And I am not the one to judge. First of all, I don't even know what's in your home. But I know we have great offsprings that God gave us. Hallelujah. When we do so, when we do so, and I just had to put the Bible down. I have a physical one. When we do so, knowingly that we have great offsprings that God gave us, we know he has blessed us with the fruits of our wombs. We are going to do everything to see that they grow fruits as well, that they grow into the way of the Lord. And so I'll say that when you have your offsprings, treat them the way God wants you to treat them. And he emphasizes, Jesus emphasizes and say, do not mistreat those little ones. First of all, do not mistreat them. And second of all, teach them. And third of all, respect what God has blessed you with. That's a lot. But to factor all these things and remember, I know they're not a lot, but sometimes we get carried away with other things. We know we have to provide to them in so many different ways. We have to protect them, even though God is the biggest provider and protector and healer. But we tend to worry. We worry a lot. So then there is a question whether we learned our own lessons as younger people coming into maturity, bringing younger people or young ones also, other young ones in the world. I know, again, their parents who have situations where you even cry about your offspring if they are doing something that is bad. I know what you're going through. I am a parent, so I know what you're going through. We, as much as we want it perfect, there are areas where we find little hurdles in life and in being parents. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart knowing that things out there 
are there to, you know, to check us out in life, like to, we, we find roadblocks or check up areas and, you know, if you're lacking, you're going to have to learn how to raise your offsprings a better way. God will keep you in check. God will keep them in check, of course, but some parents think they are not to be checked. But God will check us, and it's God who checks us the most, even though that might manifest with other humans around us. To do well with our offspring, we have to. And I hear, in some ways, when we make decisions, and for example, again, when we put them in schools or institutions that we don't know about, we don't have enough knowledge of, I tell you, whose problem is it? It's not their problem, first of all. It is our problem because we didn't know any better. So when they turn around and do things that are, they are taught in the institutions to be otherwise, to walk away from God, and so ironically, it so happens that a lot of us wishing well, doing the best, we, we put them in the institutions chasing money, which is a part of our lives, but it's not everything about life. Some people say, okay, but it's not. You may have all the money and there is no peace. There is no life. I've had people who have it a lot. They have, they have great minds in one way or in some ways, but they cannot find a cure for their own problem or an affliction. But what is that? What happened to all the money that they have? Or they can't keep a friendship or a relationship or a marriage together, but they have all the money in the world that could buy everything they want almost. Yet they cannot apply it in a sense where it will give them peace in the area that they are lacking. So by the grace of God, you should know that the way of God is the way. And when we, again, institutionalize our offsprings, Unknowingly or knowingly, it's our fault. They turn around and they do things that they are taught to do. If they are taught to jump over fences or to, you know, to jump around on monkey bars, they're going to start doing these things in the household. A good example. In a lot of countries, we have the system of the police. And I'm going to speak of this because it's very, very, very sad, but also very, is an epidemic right now. As a parent, I'm calling it a, a, an epidemic that we have police in the nations we live in, in the regions we live in, in the countries we live in, but being that they are a company that is in the works of enslaving other humans. And one might say, who? You're deep. 
And that's the truth. It's time for us to speak onto the depth of life so we may receive the fruits of our works, not to lose what God has given us. So with the institutions that have the, for example, police or politics or entertainment or, you know, social lives, social ways of life that are very, you know, on the go, all these things are very destructive to our lives. All these, you know, institutions are very destructive to our offsprings mainly because they are young minds and they are very eager to learn and they are ready to learn. But when you flash things in their faces it and they don't know what kind of things you're flashing in their faces on their eyes, in their faces rather, their eyes are going to pick up what they pick up. They see what they see. So when you do not correct such moments, you get what you get. And then I've had instances where we have the police being the raising, the raising company or, uh, uh, you know, erases our offsprings. They force themselves to raise our offsprings because in their minds, they are institutionalized, first of all, to work that way. And then they come after the young ones that, you know, and generations to generations, they are coming after each other, unknowingly destroying humanity, destroying, you know, the world. Now, when you are a parent and you hear things like this, you have to remember, how can we back this up? How can we back up and see what we've, we've done and how we've gone wrong? We have to eliminate certain things out of our offsprings, faces, eyes, hands, reach. You don't have to do certain things. But because of, as I say, in the beginning, as God says, he reminds us, if we are not taught the way of the Lord, the way that is right or righteous, obviously, evil will take over. And I'm sorry to say, but it still happens. That's why I have it on my podcast today. And I pray that we all open our eyes and families, we do what we need to do as families in this world. We shouldn't expect anybody else to do anything. When a parent fights to save their offspring, but then another human is fighting to steal them away at gunpoint or at you know, by force, you wonder what has gone wrong in this world, and a whole lot has gone wrong. One thing I'll mention, we now, at least in America, 
you cannot just ask somebody their gender straightforward if they are female or male or female. You have to ask them in a way that is not going to make them inferior or to make them question who it's it's unbelievable I, it's hard to explain but it's on papers right now you fill out forms for certain things and to some point now you don't need to disclose if you are a female or male so you can be whatever you want to be and you don't have to disclose it when we go to public restrooms I hear for those who have encountered certain situations where, and we hear incidences now, where males will be found in female, you know, areas and deadly things have happened. You know, accidents have happened, bad things have happened to especially young, young little ones, you know, and the most vulnerable. So what are adults doing? What are we doing as parents? We keep accepting, accepting, accepting things that are wrong. The Bible again says, teach them the right way. So the ones who are not taught the right way, they keep, you know, infecting the ones that we are trying to teach the right way. So we need to be by God's way. We need to stand strong in God's power in God's authority in God's word so we may definitely save our lives ourselves one might say what are you saying you know I'm saying we all need to be saved by our actions first of all by the grace of God through you know Jesus Christ as you can see, we've become weak to let things go out of hand like this, like we don't see. And as humans, God has given us a will to choose. Even though the food is there, we have a choice to eat how much we want to eat or how less we want to eat. So is that all that we can eat as humans? Are we serious now? Anyway, thank you. May God bless you for listening in. If you have a comment, if you can, you know, subscribe, click that button. I'm learning to say that too. And um, share with someone. And if you have a topic that you would like to share with me, feel free. And we are going to touch a lot of topics because, as I said um, in my introduction again, this podcast, I started it mainly because of families and mainly my family. So I hope your family is blessed as well. And may God continue to bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We speak soon. Take care and of each other and everybody around you. Amen.